Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am very excited for today's episode. It's definitely one of those where you feel like you're just hanging with your girlfriends because Lauren and Steph are the real deal. Like they're just so funny. They're so real that like immediately once I connected with them, I felt like I had known them forever. They're so sweet. They're really like such girls, girls. Like they're just, they get it. They get it. They're in on the joke. They are always making you feel included. Like I I haven't even, I met Lauren in person. I haven't even met Steph in person. And I just know that like they're both just wonderful with the best energy. You can just tell, you know, you can really just tell. But before we get into them, I'm going to answer a few of your questions and then we'll get right into it. So the first one was how to know if someone is the one. And I do feel like we've talked about this a lot, but you know what? We're going to do a little repeat here. For me, I really do feel like it was one of those like when you know, you know, but not because like I looked at him and it was just the, just I knew in a look like more that I felt like a sense of home with him. And this is so important, especially like the reason I say to travel early on with somebody that you're dating, obviously only once you know they're not a murderer, is because when you travel with someone, you get a feeling when you're with them in a different place. And the right person feels like home in that place. And I know you're like, what the fuck is home? Like, what does that mean? It means you're not anxious about what other people are doing. You don't like suffer from FOMO when you're with this person, at least at first, you know, you aren't like you feel safe. You feel safe with this person and you don't feel like you need to still be on alert and still be making sure that everything's going well, X, Y, and Z, like within the terms of the travel and things like that. And also you just feel, you feel like familiar with this person. And I always thought growing up and dating different people, you know, I always wanted to date someone who was so different from everyone I grew up with, who was so different from anyone I knew because I was like, oh, if I don't, if I date someone just like everyone else, then it's going to get boring or I'm not going to be learning about how they grew up. And it's just going to be the same, you know, boring, like New York, Jewish, whatever. And then as I got older, and we talk about this a little bit in this episode, like my priorities shifted and I wanted that familiarity. I wanted to feel like I knew what this person's life was like growing up. And I remember when I first started dating Steven, how much I appreciated the fact that he knew like little references, whether it's like, you know, could rap the verse to like, baby, are you down, down, down? Like little things that 
aren't real things that matter necessarily, but to me, they made him feel more familiar and me feel more at home and safe. And so that for me is like the one feeling that I've learned. Body image. How do I help a friend through body image issues? She's making herself crazy over small changes. I don't know what you mean by over small changes. Like maybe maybe what you're saying is like she gained a few pounds and she's freaking out. But the thing is like maybe that to her is a really big deal. And body image is such a tough, such a toughie. And we asked the other day as a poll question, if people suffer from body image issues and like 86% said yes. It's really hard. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't because I really do. In fact, right now I'm recording this on Monday, June 6th. I feel like shit about my body. I really do. I've been ravenous lately. I've been eating nonstop. And I tried, you know, I was with, I was at my besties like this past weekend. I can't believe I just said besties. It's not like a me thing to say, but I was at my friend's house and, you know, he was going on and on about how like Diet Coke is bad for me and I should follow Jennifer Fisher Kitchen. Like, I don't know if this rings a bell to you, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to, I'm not going to stop drinking Diet Coke, but I'll follow this account. And like, I followed her and I was looking at her, you know, highlights about like what to eat and what not to eat. And I was like, okay, this person is very restrictive. Like she says, like, I don't diet, blah, blah, blah. But like, she doesn't eat like anything like carbs or like sugar or gluten, like whatever. She just doesn't eat a lot of things. And I realized like the second that I start trying to eat like somebody else that isn't me, that's when like I actually gain weight. And the one thing that I did take from looking at Jennifer Fisher Kitchen is that she eats on her own timeline, like on her own schedule. And that I really love. And I think, you know, body image issues aside, it's so important to like not just eat because everyone says like, oh, it's 12, we must eat now. Or like, oh, it's 9am, you got to have breakfast. Like really tune in with your body. But I mean, the body image things like I'm never, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel so amazing about my body. Like I look back and I'm like, wow, there were times where my body was something that I wish that it was now, but I didn't even appreciate it then probably. You know, like I don't think we ever really love our bodies and it's so sad. And that's why I feel like it's so important to tell your friend when you think they look amazing not because you think their body looks amazing, but because you think they look amazing because we're always so hard on ourselves. We really are. And like, I'm having one of those days today where I just, I can't stop eating and I just don't like the way that I look. And I'm like waking up thinking I'm going to feel good and like, I'm not. And it's fine. Like, that's what my body wants to do right now. It wants to eat a lot, whatever, you know, like, we can't be so hard on ourselves. I know I'm such a hypocrite saying this as I'm telling you I'm hard on myself, but like we just, we can't like my therapist, if she were here, she'd be like, just try to like love your body and like enjoy every bite of food that you take because it's actually way worse if you don't. 
Like it's almost harder to digest it if you hate yourself while you're doing it. And I don't know if this is true or not, but it really helped me. What to do when you feel like a guy is starting to distance and treat you differently than before. You kind of just have to like match his energy and distance as well. And I hate to say it, but this is usually the kiss of death. Like you usually cannot come back from this. And now it starts to be this game where like you try to not be as interested and then maybe they come back for a second. But then the second you show interest, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to be with a guy who doesn't want you the second you show interest. You just don't. So what I really would do is move on. And that leads me to my next and last subject, how to find closure within yourself or accept an apology that you never get. Really hard. But the reality is that closure from someone else is never going to work. It's just never going to work. And I have boyfriends who've asked me for closure. I have boyfriends that I've asked for closure. And I either ended up sleeping with them or not wanting anything to do with them. And they probably thought that it was going to be like a reuniting thing. And the closure really comes from yourself. And you're like, what does that mean? It just means having like having that time to get over them on your own because they're not their job is not to help you get over them. And what do you want them to say in closure? You know, like what are you really going for? Do you want them to like tell you how bad of a girlfriend you were or boyfriend and like what they hated that you did? Is that really gonna make you feel better? No. Like you just have to unfortunately, accept the apology that you're never going to get and move on. And the reason is because when you don't accept someone's apology and when you hold on to a grudge or when you refuse to move on from somebody who has moved on from you, you are the one who suffers. You are truly the only one who suffers. So write it out, write it down, write your little resentment to this person and then move on. You can honestly keep your resentments in a book and you can open it and you can read all the people that you resent. But you really have to, like if if it were me, I'd write it and then I would rip it up and let go of it. Because if we had, you know, if I had $10 for every single person who owed me an apology, I'd be very rich right now. And that's life, unfortunately. We're not going to get an apology from every single person we'd like to apologize to us. And I'm sure there's someone listening to this right now who wishes that I would apologize to them. This is how the world works. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it. So try to work on yourself. You know, the only person that you can control is yourself. And once you realize that, you're much happier in life. Also, if you're in Austin or if you want to travel to Austin, we have an amazing live show. It is November 10th in Austin and the details are on my link in bio. But if you have trouble finding them, you can DM me and I will tell you all about it. So I hope to see you there. We talked about closure before and what that looks like and how to give it to yourself. Another thing that will really help you when it comes to closure and it comes to accepting an apology that you're never going to get is therapy. Your mental health is so important. And the only person who can really make yourself feel good is you and you putting the work in to your mental health, to make it healthy and to make yourself well and feel good. 
And if you're listening to this and you're like, where do I get started? Talkspace is an amazing resource for you. You can text your therapist 24-7. You can do audio, video messaging, and you don't need an appointment, which is amazing. They've got thousands of therapists across dozens of specialties. And once you match with your therapist, you can message with them anytime, anywhere. It's private and secure, and it's everything that you love about therapy, but really at your convenience, which is so amazing. Therapy helps people get clear on their everyday thoughts, emotions, and life situations that tend to stack up. It's summer now, or it's you know about to be summer. And there can be a lot of pressure to feel good. And you might not always feel good. And that's okay. So if you're like, that's me, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm not feeling good. Mercury retrograde left me in a really dark place. Whatever it is, Talkspace is the place for you. And a fresh a fresh perspective can really make you feel, feel so much better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code ACME during sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com using promo code ACME. On the same subject of body image, you know, a big part of why I don't feel good a lot of the time is because I'm ordering takeout almost every night or I'm going out to dinner and the ingredients in the food that I'm eating is not good. It's just not good for me. But since I've been working with Daily Harvest for this podcast and my freezer has been stacked to the brim with all of their amazing products... I've been a little bit better and I've been feeling a little bit better because Daily Harvest delivers delicious smoothies, lattes, flatbreads, bowls, and even ice cream built on organic fruits and vegetables. Keyword organic. And they have delicious options for any time of day. I personally love their strawberry peach smoothie in the morning, but they've also got, again, as I mentioned, flatbreads. They've got a harvest bowl and ice cream. I mean, what could be better? What they do is they take the freshest ingredients and they freeze them when they're at their absolute freshest point. So when you put your smoothie in the blender or you heat up your flatbread, warm up your bowl, it's all so fresh already because that's the way that it was frozen. Avoid the takeout temptation and get Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash Acme to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash Acme for up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash Acme. I really want you to check it out and try it. They've been supportive of the podcast for a while and we have partnered with them because they actually make you feel great and have great food that doesn't make you feel like you're on some sort of strict diet because we do not like that. Go to dailyharvest.com slash Acme. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl, but there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me.
Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Lauren and Steph from Well Behaved Podcast. Woo! Hey ladies. Oh, hello. Hey babe. <laughs> oh, hey. What is going on? Well, Biggs, do you want to start? Yeah. I mean, I know you don't drink Lins, but I can tell you that I was out till 4 a.m. last night and I went to Purple. On a Sunday? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I went to Purple, <laughs> Di- I went to Purple Disco Machine and it was Ooh. like the most fun dance party in the world. But today I feel like a shell of a human and I hope I can bring some type of like, make any sense on this podcast today because I don't actually know my name. I have faith in you. Thank you. And I'm in recovery because this weekend was my sister's bachelorette party in Miami. So yesterday I was her. I'm a little bit uh, more on the mend. I've like taken a shower and eaten some things that are green. But I think we're the perfect example of, you know, what mid-30s childless women should be doing with their time. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And before we get started with our convo, for anyone who doesn't know you, will you guys introduce yourself and say where you're from and how old you are? Oh my God, how old? Okay, can you go first? Because I need like time to think. (laughs) Yeah, my name is Lauren Abney. I am originally from Lawrence, Kansas. Been in Chicago for a long, long time. And I'm 35 years old. Love it. Years young. Yeah, 35 years young, babe. Um, Actually, I should have gone first because I'm older, but that's fine. I'm Steph Beagle. No one really calls me by my first name. Everyone calls me Beags or Beagle. I'm from Chicago, well, a suburb of Chicago. People always get mad when I say Chicago. I'm from Highland Park, actually. And I am 37, I think. I kind of forget my age all the time, but I'm 37. I did the math the other day. Like I had to actually like go like backwards with the calculator. Like it was really weird. But, but I, I forget. gave us mid 30s. Yeah, you gave us mid 30s, right? I'm definitely like, we don't need it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Anyways, 37. Proud. I love it. I actually am horrible at math. And the only way that I know how old I am is because I was born in 1990. Lucky. So I can easily add up. So like I will be 32 this year. Otherwise I would not know totally what age yeah. I was either. So like no judgment. And what are both of your current relationship statuses? Even though just for everyone listening, you should 100% listen to Well Behaved after this because we have an amazing episode that was so much fun on their podcast. But okay, so tell me. I have a boyfriend and I am, I guess I would say recently divorced. Mm -hmm. Not so recently at this point, but a divorced woman that now has a new BF. And it's not that new also, but that was cute. Okay. (laughs) I have a boyfriend too, which is like typically not the case. So I'm like really happy for myself. We've been dating for over a year and a half and I would like him to be more than my boyfriend. So we're working on that. I love it. And we talked about this like pretty in depth on your podcast, Mm -hmm. but I want to get into it more Mm -hmm. also here. But before, I'm very curious about this place that you went to, Steph, Purple Disco Party. (laughs) Is this a Chicago thing? Okay, no, it's actually... So I think... I'm not actually sure where he's from, but he is a DJ, but he like does like kind of like old school disco type DJ music, like throws in a little ABBA. There was an amazing gay scene there last night. So like dancing with the gays on a Sunday is like one of my favorite things to do. And it was at a club that I can't tell you I've been to like in the last 20 years of my life. And I went with my boyfriend and some of our friends. And I had to like, like literally I got an IV yesterday. I like napped during the day because the show, he went on stage at 1.30 in the morning. 
So Stephanie Beagle. I know. I know. So like I had to like mentally prepare because like hashtag 37. But so he actually went on Monday morning. He went on Monday morning. And oh my God. And we stayed until like the lights came. Like this is my boyfriend's like ultimate. He's like so obsessed. So I had to like show up for him. But I want you to know that like I had major anxiety about it because I was like, how do I stay up? Like it's Sunday. I like to be in my pajamas by 5 p.m. So I'm here kind of. And it was what it was totally worth it. Like, it but was honestly, that fun. is like quite David's vibe because David is he loves DJs, but he's also a little bit vintage. vintage like totally. I, I like to think he's kind of like a character from Almost Famous. He just mm-hmm. like has a little bit of flowing hair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, indie. Yeah, yeah, he's got indie. like a bracelet mm-hmm. scene going on, and <laughs> he just you know, yeah, he wa- He's like a man. Yeah, he's a man, mm-hmm. babe. Mm-hmm. So, but it sounds to me like, and tell me if I'm wrong, because Steph, you had a little bit of anxiety about it. You were like doing something, you were like compromising. You were doing something that you wouldn't maybe necessarily do on your own that you knew that your mans would like and appreciate. Like seeing him, so not to get like somber, but his dad just passed away like almost four weeks ago. And I think he has Uh like, not survivor's guilt, but like he has guilt having fun and like being happy right now. So like, I think Mm. also I was like this, like, let's let loose, let's have fun. And I would do this on like maybe a Friday or a Saturday, but like Sunday, Beeg's like 4 a.m. is not a thing. So yeah, I showed up for him and it felt like really good. And outside of feeling like not a human today and because maybe like I like didn't get any sleep, I woke up at 6.30 because like that's what time I normally wake up. I feel really happy that he was so happy last night and it was really fucking fun and we danced and I like burned some calories. That's great. Oh, there's no better workout than dancing all night. Totally. And Lauren, I want to go to you, even Mm -hmm. though, so you're both, you know, dating in your thirties, but Lauren, you were divorced and now you have a BF. What would you say the difference between dating in your thirties and dating in your twenties has been? Like, what are the obvious differences or maybe the not so obvious? It is so entirely different. A, I I just understand and know myself at a level that when I was 23, when I met my previous partner, like it was more, it was fun. It was, where are we going out? What friends are we hanging out with? Like, it's not that it was so, that it was only surface, but so much of life then is what your plans are and what your schedule is and like what fun, what is fun you're not really thinking about what are my core values? What do I really want? What are my motivators? And how does this evolve and grow as, as a human? Now, as an adult, I, I really think this is like an adult relationship versus, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always, whenever I talk about it, my previous relationship, I'm always like, we were just kids. And so now to have this adult relationship, it can be serious. Like, a lot of depth to quickly it quickly because a I don't think you're in something for a decent amount of time unless you actually give a fuck about it and you have to think that there's potentially a future and b you're working with two evolved humans that have experienced life like if I'm dating a dude that's 36 he's clearly been in other relationships other cities like he has his own thoughts desires historical patterns all of the things that make a person who they are, now you're coming together as this like adult version of you that you've cultivated and you've grown because you're not like just a couple of years out of your parents' house. And now you're seeing if that matches more so than like, do we like the, doing the same things and going out with the same people? Right. And, you know, just the ease of youth is different when you're in, in your mid-30s. 
That's so true about like someone to have fun with versus someone to like have fun sitting on the couch with. Like those are two completely different things. And also I feel like, and I wonder if you guys can relate to this. Like I was so like self-conscious about like, will they vibe with my friends? Like, and now I'm like, I don't even know the people that I (laughs) thought were my friends. (laughs) And like, I could like, it could not matter less if my partner vibes with my friends. Like if he does, that's awesome. But if he doesn't like, who cares? Cause I'll see my friends like whenever I can and I'll see him every moment basically. I mean, we spend a wild amount of time alone. Right? Like we started a relationship when people were quarantined. We built this incredibly close partnership. And then it was like, you have to meet my friends. Like my friends have kids, like 97 kids. So they were all quarantined as as you possibly could be. And so now as they come out, it's like, let me introduce you to my people when you're in a relationship, not in quarantine or maybe earlier, that would have all happened so much quicker. So now you're like, Maybe I'm making a decision based on somebody that I want to spend all my time with. And like, I'm way less concerned about what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Steph, what about for you? And also side note, I I know your signs. So I forgot to ask for my listeners. But can you tell us your zodiac signs? Totally. I'm a Leo, which makes so much sense. I know it's weird so to much. say about yourself. Yeah. But what about you, boo? I'm a Scorpio. So like just so much sense is being made right now. <laughs> totally. Um, and Steph, your dating experience. So you were like, I have a boyfriend. Like finally, you said something like finally. Totally. So it sounds like you had a few years in your 30s where you were single and dating. And I wonder what that was like. I feel like for Lauren, it was probably different because she explained like, oh, well, I was married and we got a divorce. And like, you know, because I can imagine a guy saying to you, Steph, like, why are you still like, why are you still single? The worst, the worst question on the planet. No, I get that all the time. Like, oh, you're a cat. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Like, let me live my life. Well, and like every Jewish mother from Chicago would be like, you're such a cat. Enough. Um, Yeah, no, but you're totally right. So we, Lauren and I, besties, but we used to work together and we were in advertising sales and just lived like really big, busy lives and were super career oriented, which we still are. But I think, you know, for me, for like most of my 30s, I had a lot of like three to six month relationships. It was hard for me to sit in something if I knew it wasn't going anywhere, right? Like I had fun. I would go out. I mean, I did all the things. Like I did everything that everyone told. I was on every app. I was like going to charity events. I was going to concerts, purple disco machine. But I think I just never found like my dude. But I also don't know if I was probably like the most inviting and open to what I needed, right? Remember what Cindy said? I don't remember. We had a medium that we love, yeah. Cindy. Well, and she does aura readings. And oh, she yeah. did this. She takes a picture with her aura candle or camera. Camera. Camera, not yep. a candle. Yep. And there was maybe like a- Blockage, a, like darkness. Like darkness, yeah. like dark purple <laughs> over Steph's heart. And Steph was like, and she was like, well, you're, you know, your heart is closed. And Steph's like, no, my heart's open. And she was like, just so you know, the way that you're projecting yourself and to men is that your heart's closed and that totally. you're not open mm. to a relationship. So interesting. Yeah, I do remember that. That was wild because we did a reading together and you were there, which kind of sucked. Of course you could we hold do a reading account- together. Because <laughs> you held me accountable for it all. But yeah, so I think net net, I mean, I am grateful. I say this all the time. I'm so happy I met David now because like I'm so comfortable with myself. We've talked about that. We've evolved. I like have my priorities. I just like, like who I am now. Like 
I just was a totally different person 10 years ago, even five years ago. But I definitely did a lot of dating, had a lot of fun, was a little bit of a hooker here and there, you know? <laughs> and then I was like ready. And I think the craziest thing, and I think I, we talked about this, but I had a list of like truly 18 things I was looking for. And they were like, some were weird, some were normal or whatever, you know, what, however you would classify them. And like David doesn't meet like many of them, but I still love him and we're still in it. And I don't know if I would have been as open to like someone who didn't check off all those boxes even a few years ago. So that was a ramble, yeah. but here we are. No, those lists can be dangerous. And, Super dangerous. And I love that. And like, I agree with that. It's like, we sometimes do not know what we're projecting. I remember my therapist who I need to make an appointment with now that I think about it. <laughs> she, when I had kind of come to her and I was like, what's like the deal? Like, why am I not, you know? She was like, it seems like you go for guys who like dip a toe in. Mm. And and she's like, and that's because like you don't want to dip more than a toe in to like the relationship. And I was like, that like to like I so defensive because I was like, that's so not true. But then the more I thought about it, like it was so true. Like I just I was going for guys for so long that like me that like I didn't have to make it more than like you know, what it was, those kind of like indifferent person readings. For um, sure. Right. And to your point, I clearly got defensive too, because I was like, because you also, in my head, I was like, I am, I'm doing all the things. I'm out there. I'm open. But like, I don't actually think I was. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yes, true. And everyone, you know, I feel like the conversation is always, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be the best version of yourself. You know, I think that's a little bit bullshit because we're all in this life progression. We're all constantly evolving. And if you can be comfortable with the fact that you're going to be evolving in the future, you can have openness to having somebody come into your life that probably helps that mm -hmm. versus being this perfect version of yourself that's so confident and so cooked. Like that's not really... That's kind of a boring life for anybody to sign up for, for a person that's going to stay the same because they're the best version of themselves at 35. Yeah, right. <laughs> so true. So true. And like such a green flag when someone's like doing the work on themselves and like doesn't think that they're this perfect version. Lauren, I'm curious in your... So you got married young and you're, you're 35 now, which is mm -hmm. still young. Did having kids like never come up for the two of you? Oh. And Yeah. Oh, it came up. <laughs> no, it was a big deal, right? Like we're in the Midwest. We got, I got married at 28. So being from Kansas at that, I, half my bridesmaids were pregnant, you know, like it was, right. this is not Handmaid's Tale over here and that uh -huh. people, <laughs> that everyone wasn't the baby factory. But for me, I had always like just kind of questioned if I was meant to be a mother. And my mom tells me that when my ex called her to even say like, we're going to, I'm going to ask Lauren to marry me. She said, are you comfortable with not having kids? Like I've always had that as a statement. Like, I don't know if I want to have kids. And like, right. I still, I'm not a no, I don't know. And I've since gone to freeze my eggs and like give myself the opportunity and the optionality moving forward. But yeah, it was a really having kids was a really big deal. And for me, I felt like if one partner knows that they do and one doesn't know if, it's not really fair because having kids is often so much that person's life mission. Like, 
you can't look at somebody and say, I'm going to take that away from you. So it's like so heavy and such a big decision and it has to be a real conversation. And if you're going to get in a relationship, you should have that conversation. Luckily enough, I was even assured enough in my early and mid twenties to say, I don't know, like that's a scary thing, I think, to say to a partner that you're in a serious relationship with, but you got to be honest because you can get down the road. And I always left things open for change. And like, whether it was him changing and saying, I'm okay with this, I can agree to that, or me changing to a yes or a no, I think that the openness to change is really important because that like constantly checking somebody of like, that's not what you wanted, or that is what you told me you wanted. That's not fair. People change. But your ex-husband like was on the same page as you in terms of not like if, if you didn't want kids, he was good with that. Yeah. He's, he said that. I think he loved me enough to say that, but I don't know if I ever believed it. Mm -hmm. And now is he like still of that belief or do you think he like, will have kids. I think he'll Definitely have kids, have kids. Yeah. very quickly. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I want that for him. Yeah. Right. Right. Totally. And you're still undecided. Yes. What about you, Seth? It's funny. I think that first I had always wanted kids. And then I think for so long, because I was nervous that I wouldn't find someone and I didn't want to do it on my, that was not something I wanted to do on my own. I started to like fill my life with other things so that just in case I couldn't have them or didn't couldn't find like that or build that life, I was okay with it. But then I met David and if things continue to progress, he wants kids more than anything in the world. And like, I'm totally in and, and I want to give that to him and I want that for us. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. It's like, I think I was a little bit more to like protecting myself if, you know, if it went one way or another And then, you know, you meet someone and I watch him with kids. There's like, literally like, he will like our children way more than he likes me. He literally like, I catch him all the time. He has a niece and he's just like looking at videos and pictures of him. I'm like, he shows me pictures of the nieces. I'm like, like, do you do that? I've never even met this kid. Totally. And you're like, and and that's really cute. It's cute. cute. It's super cute. And so I think for sure, I think it's like, now I'm like, let's do it. I think the number of kids for me is not necessarily one-to-one with him. I, I don't know if, I don't know how you feel about this, but back in the day, I feel like having one kid was like super taboo. And it was like, how could you not give them siblings? And, you know, hopefully I can get pregnant and have a healthy baby, knock on wood. But I also, I look at a lot of my friends. I look at, I look at life and what I still want to do and travel. And I'm not saying that children take all of that away. They don't have to, but I feel like it's wildly more manageable to have one or maybe two and continue to like, think about it too. We've only been dating for a year and a half. Like, I want to live so much more life with him, you know? So I don't know. I think I think that the number is up for debate. And again, like these days, I mean, I hope that I can get pregnant. I hope I can get pregnant easily. Like, we just don't know, right? Right. Is David your same age? David's older. He's 42 and he was married, no kids, divorced. And mm-hmm. trending. Trending. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you have outdoor space in the city, well, that's baller. Or if you have it in the suburbs or wherever you live, that's also pretty cool. And somewhere that you could get all of the best furniture for your outdoor stuff is 
article. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. They have a team of designers that focus on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs, aka they are the interior and exterior designer so that you don't have to be. I love Article. I was a huge fan of Article before they started advertising on the podcast, which was kind of a bummer because I was like, oh, I could have gotten a discount. But now I can give you that discount. I'm so grateful to be partnered with them because they really have the best products and the best furniture. And every single person I know whose apartment I love has article furniture. They've got a fast, affordable shipping situation and it's available across the US and Canada with free shipping on orders over $999. So also you can save up to 30% over traditional retail prices because Article cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. Article's offering our listeners $50 off their purchase of $100 or more. That's $50 of your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, you visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. You don't have to do anything. Just go to article.com slash Acme to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more and tag me with the furniture you get and I will repost because I cannot wait to see what you get. A statement lounger, an easy sofa for the backyard or even just something, you know, something a little inside. Whatever you get, tag me and go to article.com slash Acme. I talked about my gyno experience last week on the episode and, you know, another thing that really stresses me out about it is that when you leave, they're like, you need more vitamin D, you know, you need more this and you need this and you need that, but don't be stressed because stress can lead to more infections and stress can lead to you not getting your period and stress. And I'm like, well, then what am I supposed to do? It's like, you need more of this, but don't be stressed about it. How is that supposed to make me feel good? Thank God for Rituals Essential Multivitamin because I don't know how I would have any good levels of any of these vitamins. So part of the reason that they're always talking about vitamin D is because our levels are just bad. Like women from ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D. Over 97% of women and 95% of women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. And if you're like, what is all of this? I didn't really know either. And then I started taking Ritual and I just feel better. Vitamin D also makes you happier. So I don't know if you knew that, but it's a really important thing. That's why, you know... People don't live in New York City year-round, but whatever. I'm never moving. If you go to ritual.com slash Acme, you can get 10% off your first three months of the multivitamin. That's ritual.com slash Acme to turn your healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Acme. They also have amazing prenatals and all of the best things that you could take for your body no aftertaste. Doesn't matter when you take it. They're also vegan. Go to ritual.com slash Acme and you'll get 10% off your first three months. For people who are listening who might either be married or just in a long-term relationship, 
and trying to figure out, is this the end for us? What are some signs that a relationship is like not working anymore or no longer serving you? Man, I really hope you don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I don't have to answer these questions after no. Purple Disco Machine. <laughs> you, you, prob- you probably saw things. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. no okay. doubt. Oh, I think... I think you, we all have gut instinct. And so we know there's probably a knowing. And then there's like the conversation that happens in your head of like, no, 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 it's not, it's not. And there's convincing that happens. But for me, there was building kind of a life that didn't include him. So, you know, like you do so many, so many of these things subconsciously. And then you look back and you're like, oh man, that was kind of shitty. But like, I started building a lot of life with Steph. We started building businesses, our podcast going on trips. And it just felt like I wanted to be building relationships and spending time that just like didn't always include them. Mm -hmm. Or man, I I think there's just this like, I'm an, I'm a, what's that called? Independent. What babe? I I was going to say an individual. Yeah. I'm an independent person (laughs) and that's always going to be that way. Like I really like to travel. I like to be alone. I like to have some time, but when you think about if you're getting home from a trip and like you don't want to go home or right. if there is, of course, there are moments where all all these women, all of, all women are going to be like, man, I want a night off where I fucking watch Bravo and like order in and sit in bed by myself. Like that exists. But if that exists more than it being together is your inclination, mm. you've got a sign. And ultimately, it's like solely gut. You just know. Yeah. It's funny, like, and I'm sure you can both relate. Like I look back on relationships that were just like so over, but not over yet. And I remember one relationship specifically where he would like be annoyed every time I was on my phone, but like I was on my phone because like I didn't want to be in the relationship. Totally. And I remember like when we would go out to dinner, I would be so either bored or just like done with Mm -hmm. this person, but like haven't faced it yet that I would go to the bathroom just to be on my phone. Wow. Yeah. That's a good sign for sure. So bad. Yeah. So bad. bad. That's real bad. That's bad. Yeah. I also would save up content. I'd be like, we don't really have enough to talk about. So then I'd like not talk during Mm -hmm. the day or like leave Mm -hmm. topics so that we would have content Mm -hmm. when when I knew we were going out to dinner. Right. Oof. Yep. That's, that's relatable. Mm -hmm. Put Um, that on the list. Okay. We started this conversation briefly in the beginning (laughs) of the recording and I was like, we should save this. Yeah, totally. I got a colonic today and apparently you guys are familiar. Yeah. You're, you're fans, you're fans. Mm -hmm. Do you listen to, so we all listen to the before, right? Like don't drink water two hours before Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you listen to the aftercare? Of a clonic. And for people listening, a clonic is when. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear how you explain this. Go do it. <laughs> it's it's a cleanse of the colon mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where they put something, put a tool in your tushy <laughs> and they take out fecal matter. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's like a it's science a experiment. It's a science experiment. It's There's nothing it's a science more. science experiment. Like, I don't know if this yeah. makes me sound fucked up. There's nothing more fun than like watching your 
like insides float by. Oh my god, and you're they like, never they never let me watch. You don't get to what see it. What the fuck? You're going to the wrong you're place. Going to the wrong place. Oh. I like literally. I mean, like, and they they should be giving you co- color commentary. Yeah, you want totally. them to be like, oh, that was great. Uh-huh, yes, uh-huh. I'm so proud. We like always uh-huh. are like, oh, yeah. we had a bad one because like she wasn't like cheering and uh-huh. like yeah. Tell, oh, that's did you get hilarious. like stomach massage? You want castor oil? Oh yeah, yeah, massage. Okay, massage. Yeah, yeah. She was she was great. She just didn't. I don't think she knew that I would have wanted to see. Okay, that's that's all it was. But do you pay, like, do you listen when they're like, okay, you can't have sushi after or like something like that? I do. Yeah, we do. I feel like we also take it as an opportunity often to have like a smoothie day or like a really like Mm. light, like, because side tangent, I go, I've probably been like 15 times to We Care Spa. Do you know what that is? It's like literally. It's a colonic farm. It's a colonic farm, but it's actually amazing. It's outside of um, Palm Desert. And I got into it when I lived in LA and you go for like three to five days. Five is a really long fucking time, but you get a clonic every day and you're on a specific like regimen of like not really eating and you leave and your skin is glowing and you're floating in the air, but like that's neither neither here nor there. But like that has also taught, I learned so much there about like how important it is actually to kind of follow. Like you don't want to put harsh foods, like you have to take your probiotic after because you got rid of some of the good bacteria too. So I think like, mm. I know you're a rule, science rule follower for this, but for for me too, I typically do kind of have like soft smoothie type soup foods. Uh-huh, day. soupy smoothie, because think about it. You are just flowing right now. Mm-hmm. It's cleaned. You don't want to get mm. anything stuck in there. Totally. You just want to let it go. As long as you can, chlorophyll, mm-hmm. spirulina, green stuff, aloe, are you mm. having sushi tonight? <laughs> yeah, I, I already I already fucked up. <laughs> like right right after I had like a yogurt granola okay, okay. fruit cool. bowl. And was this your and, first clonic? No, it was okay. my second. I'm a very bad student. Like I do mm. not know how to follow the rules, mm-hmm. even if it benefits me. It's like it's been a it's been a journey with that. And and then I just was snacking on this is literally the worst thing you could ever have after a clonic. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm no. so scared. Okay. Wasabi beans. Yeah. Like okay. what like wasabi you're literally beans. you're literally just oh, like actually I'm okay with that. Well it's not I'm playing with fire. Yeah. yeah like you're the, you're yeah. literally like like haha I just got a clonic and like what can I do that just like can totally mess I with think it. the worst thing you yeah. could do is something like fried chicken. Yeah, that's fair. Like Okay. Well yeah. I didn't do that. And yeah. that's like that's like I'd, a lot of willpower. Yeah. I'd me. go light on the animal protein. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I, so I'm having sushi tonight. She said that I could eat cooked mm-hmm. sushi, mm-hmm. like cooked fish. Look at what, Lauren, Sorry. what is that face? That's yeah, so these bizarre faces to me. are yeah, so like, judgmental. Wow, like okay. so judgmental. Yeah, I would okay, just, we got gotta, like major miso soup and yeah. then I'd do a seaweed salad and then I would oh, actually- She said seaweed salad, yeah. but I actually hate seaweed same, salad. Same. What, if, what if I did, what if I just did edamame, mm-hmm. a miso soup, mm-hmm. And like a cooked, is a scallop or like a, a, a scallop hand roll? Is that cooked? Scallops cooked. Yeah, it's cooked. Yeah, that actually sounds amazing. I'm hungry. And white rice is easily digestible and it's a prebiotic food. Yeah, so it would be you're awesome. Okay, for okay you perfect. To have that. So, I'll, yeah, scallop hand roll. And then I was thinking like a torched piece of like toro because that's technically cooking it, right? Think, Why is she into the cooked portion of the food? I would think because, that raw would be better. Yeah, but no, they, no, raw they say, is is oh, it disturbs. Oh, oh, yeah, it disturbs. Apparently, yeah. Okay. They did remember because they always say like, don't even eat war- raw veggies. Eat warm veggies. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, also she said something about like there could be like like eggs in the raw mm. food or like something that causes like a 
tapeworm type of some bacteria thing. Oh man, I've been like, trying to get a tapeworm for years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're gonna do exactly well, now. You know, yeah. get a clonic and then eat raw sushi, Perfect. and then yeah, I think you're. I think you're on. good, and I'm kind of jealous of your order for tonight. But I, but do you feel like? Do you feel after you get them? Like, do you feel great? And like, or do you feel like the effects because maybe you don't follow the rules or not as? I I. That's a good question. I don't know because I is actually really funny when we went in, when I went in, she was like, do you like, how often do you go to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, like once every few days, sometimes, sometimes I was like, sometimes every day, sometimes every day. What? And their faces. faces, (laughs) Oh my God. God. and, but she was like, why? Like, what's, what's like, why haven't you gone? I guess. So I hadn't gone until, so it's Monday now. I went, the last time I went was Friday and she was like, Fuck why no. haven't you gone? Yeah. She was like, why haven't you gone since Friday? And I was like, well, like I'm really on, like, I'm not, I don't eat. I said something like, I don't eat well. And she was like, you're really unwell. Tell me more about that. Oh, <laughs> like, she like, misinterpreted it. She's like, did tell you, me about your unwellness. Wow. Did you schedule this colonic because you returned from your honeymoon, which it looked like you really enjoyed some chicken fingers? Totally. I, I actually had this colonic planned for my wedding. It was mm-hmm. I was supposed to go mm-hmm. like the day before I left for my wedding. And then I chickened out because I was like, what if for some reason something goes wrong and I'm like shitting, I'm like in bride, that scene in Bridesmaids where she's like shitting in a white dress. Like oh, in yeah, the what if that is me, you know? So I was like, I'm going to do it when I get home. And then because I knew this is how bad I am, because I knew I was getting a clonic today, I ate like a wild animal this weekend. I had a large popcorn at the movies to the face. Wow. With With butter. Raisinets, (laughs) of course, raisinets. And then I had every Chinese food item in the world yesterday. I like, like I was just crazy. This is the funniest thing I've ever. I kind of love this about you. Wait, one thing, bacon. Yeah, w- one thing I need to tell you because like we you don't know her. Lauren does. But speaking of like why it was probably good for you not to get a clonic right before. One of my best friends came with me to We Care, and it was her first colonic. And after the this is like my favorite story in the world. Sorry. After the colonic, she like she had a, like a very large release. So sorry, I just got so excited. I hit the microphone. She had a very large release, and you know like after. Well, I guess it's different in different places, but like at We Care, you have to like, like wrap yourself in your like sheet and like tiptoe to the bathroom after, like just to, you know, make sure you're not going to like poop everywhere. And she like had another huge release and fell and like fainted and like fell forward to the ground and had like a life-size golf ball on her forehead. Uh-uh. Like it was, I like still could be thinking about it. The Colonic Association of America is not going to ask you to be their spokesperson. <laughs> no, but <laughs> literally, it was like you wait, guys, that is crazy. But she also, fainted from pooping. Well, yeah, because like it was like such like because I think also like you kind of get dehydrated. You know, like I don't know, it was just like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, out of body yeah. experience. But even better was kind of on like on the on a cool note when we were at We Care because we were like so healthy and like digesting. Like should we put like castor oil on her face and like when I tell you it was this big, the next day it was like gone. So like because of all the goodness that was happening in our body, it like helped heal really fast. So Oh, that's so interesting. Well, sometimes people pass out after wellness things, like potentially when they're on an infrared sauna. Oh yeah, I did that once. Yeah. I did that or, once. Or oh you did. Like like really bad. Like <laughs> I was in Nashville and we were in one of the pod ones. Like we go all the time, but it was after New Year's, like I was dehydrated and I got out and I was like a little faint and I pass out butt naked in between the toilet and the wall. 
and like woke <laughs> up to everyone like pouring water on me. Like it was really bad. And my friend was oh, with that me. Is so she funny. thought I was gonna like die. It was really bad. Okay. Anyways, I've like I've never passed out, and I feel like really almost like a FOMO of mm. people who pass out. Totally. But Lauren, have you passed out before? I really haven't. Really? But my sister is a passer outer from blood. So yeah. like I've had to I've had to catch her before or even just go to doctor's appointments with her because she'll just Yeah. Like oh, it's a wow. slow, it's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. slow like too. faint. I'm not a passer outer though. I wanna mm-hmm. I know this is not about me, but I'd like to go back to your pooping for a second. Like, do you yeah. feel like when you don't poop for two or like that gives me massive anxiety? Like I poop multiple times, like I wake up in the morning, I'm like a machine. I she's poop. like a baby. Like she's wearing like diaper. I, I don't get it. I'm in a very bad place when I haven't pooped in a okay. few days. Okay. Like okay. I'm oh, dangerous awful. to be around. And um, then wait. have you considered incorporating more fiber into your diet? <laughs> I have fiber in my diet, but I don't have enough vegetables in mm. my diet. Okay. And then And actually my clonic person gave me this like it's called Super Cleanse by Nature's mm-hmm. Nature's, Nature's Valley yeah. or something. Nature's, Nature's Way, Path. Maybe. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna try that. Okay. And then do you like tell your husband? That's fun. Do you tell your husband like about your pooping? We always talk about like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. All the time. Like okay. he knows every detail of my poops. He knows about the clonics. He knows when I'm farting. Mm. You know, we are so open with that. And it's the first relationship where we where we openly talk about that stuff. Okay. When did you start talking about that in the relationship? <laughs> I would say maybe like six to seven months in. Mm. Okay. And then were you a farty conversation type of person prior? Like I grew up in a house where my mom called it a toot and we didn't talk about any Mm -hmm. of it. Oh, that's really funny. His, (laughs) he was just telling me that his family calls it like a cute name too. I forgot what it's called. A cute Um, name. Oh my God. (laughs) Like fart is a really ugly name. And like, or like- It really is. Like release gas. Like a symptom. I agree. I agree. Wait, I'm going to actually literally text him what's the name of the farts. But I think that fart- what do you call farts in <laughs> your fam again? What's the cute I, name? <laughs> I hate fart. Like I hate the the, the word fart. So yeah. we would call it a, a page. A page? Yeah. Wow. Like, okay. So like pooping is like taking a call. Oh my God. And farting is getting a page. page. Okay. Wow. That's the terms that you grew up with? No, no, no. That's what him and him, I yeah, yeah, came yeah. up with ourselves. Oh, that's, that's and, actually cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm ha- and um, <laughs> diarrhea is a conference call. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a group. Con- it's a really long conference call. Yeah. Diarrhea. That makes sense. I don't really understand men and going to the bathroom. Like the whole thing. I don't understand why it takes time. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a why, ritual. Like, like for men. Right. It's a ritual. It's a There's, fucking yeah. ritual. They like take a shower after. Yeah, like, it's to, like, a they, whole thing. I knew one guy who used to like take his like, sh- like he would have to get naked because he'd get like really hot during it. Like anyways. I'm like, it oh, takes God. me the exact same amount of time yeah, to like, go to the bathroom. It's like, like when it, I have to go to the bathroom, I have to go to the bathroom. Also, we talk about this a lot, but like at the beginning, of a relationship, one like f- funny slash like I don't know how like you said six to seven months, but like I go to the bathroom every morning, like right when I wake up. So when I would sleep over at his house, like there are two bathrooms, but like I would be like I have to pee, but like really I like had to poop. Like right, it's just right, right. it's just an interesting thing at the beginning. I feel like you're like should I poop here? Should I like hold it? I can't hold my poop in, you know? Like it's just a whole thing, but. I made it. You through. just never know like what kind of poop it's gonna be. Totally. You know, like it could be the poop that like <laughs> no one would know it it was happening. Or For it could sure. be like 
It could be like, I'm in here for the foreseeable future and like, come check on me in an hour, you know? A hundred percent. That's a boy poop. Oh, no. My poop's almost never what? like that. What's it called? He told me, but he said not to be shared. This is strictly green family lingo. Oh my oh, God. That's, that's a so huge fucked up. disappointment. Okay. Well, it's really fucked up. I'm so sorry. Do you want to like say what it rhymes with? No I'm kidding. Don't, don't. It, it, no, it rhymes don't. with oomps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's amazing. I, that's so good. Okay. I feel great about this. Well, I feel bad for our listeners right now. So I, just because we're talking about poop. I think that they're so probably like kind of pivot. happy. Yeah, we can pivot. I them. feel like they are, to be honest. Like yeah. everyone's always thanking me for like making pooping normal. Totally. Like, yeah. Aww, what a so, gift. Oh, you're such a special lady. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. So you wanted to hear about my wedding. So I'll yeah. do like a quick recap for you. Doesn't, and then we're going to do some rapid fire poll questions perfect. for you guys. Great. The wedding was great. You it looked was the fucking stellar. Weekend. Let's talk about your dress. So nice. Was there, a, there was a change. Okay. I, this is, uh-huh. Again, just sound like a full-blown stalker, but okay. Your wedding dress was insane, but then you changed into this like really cute, like sexy little white dress. I feel like maybe at the party. Mm. What was that? Mm-hmm. That was Vivian Westwood. Wow. It, so Man, a lot of people don't know this, but I am shadily obsessed with Hailey Bieber. Ugh, um, same. And she, totally. I mean, who isn't? And she wore that dress mm. to her, that exact dress. I bought it off her body. No, she she wore that, <laughs> a similar dress to that, that dress to her rehearsal dinner for her wedding. Wow. And I was working with a stylist and we were looking for a dress and she sent me that dress and I was like, Oh, it's the Hailey Bieber dress. Like everyone has seen this dress before. Like I can't wear this dress. And then I was like, but it's the Hailey Bieber. You know, like it just like totally. I went back and forth and I was like, I just, I'm going to give in. Like it was she special. Like and are we not wearing the black YSL cat eye sunglasses now because Hailey Bieber's wearing right. them? No, we're all wearing right. them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I just gave in to like, to the, the Bieber. And then I actually ended up doing my hair like hers for the wedding I itself. Would too. Yeah. It looked phenomenal. Yeah, but I thought I thought your wedding dress was bomb. <laughs> yeah. But you got married in like Thank five you. minutes. So did you just buy something I off did. the rack? I mean, pretty much. I went, I like we secured a venue in so quickly because we had to. It was either that or getting married in a year and a half. And I was like, no one yeah. has time for that. Yeah. And so I had to go to the dress place and make a decision immediately, which is so hard for a Libra. I don't know if you have Libra friends, but it was like very impossible for me. And I was just like, fuck it. And then decided, and then I had to order the dress and expedite it like that night. It was like crazy and it was coming from Israel. So the dress itself didn't arrive until two weeks before my wedding. Oh my God. (laughs) Were you stressed? Did you have any anxiety? I was just like, how am I going to do like the alterations? And then I was like, maybe... I won't need to do the alterations. I was you know, I was like, maybe I'll be not. that like special bride totally. that doesn't need to do alterations. Totally. And obviously I did. How did that go? Yeah. I almost feel like though, and I can't say from experience, but like sometimes when you're in those like more like rapid, fast paced, you like, you just have to get it done. And you, and you don't like, I have a, right now I have um, a cousin who she's like had seven try-ons for her wedding. Like at a certain point, it's like, can we just like be done with this? Right. Like I like, right. I like that you just like kind of had to, Right. Well, I feel like the time gives you too much time to like ruminate. Oh, for sure. And so I would have probably been screwed if I had like a year and a half to like make these decisions. I would have like gotten two wedding dresses probably and like had to return one and then like lost money. Totally. Okay. I have a question. Did you guys do your own vows? 
We did. And I'm so happy that we did because... I feel like it makes people at your wedding feel close to you because a lot of people don't know you. It's like your cousin's aunt's sister. And then she comes up to you and she's like, I feel so close to you as a couple, you know? And also because I wanted people to cry. Yeah. I was was going to ask, did you feel pressure to be funny? I did a little bit, actually. I feel like some of my, what I thought were jokes didn't land. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, But I did feel pressure to be funny. But I... I was overwhelmingly sweet more than funny, which was uncharacteristic. Don't you like want her to read her vows to us or not? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I honestly might. Okay, do it. No, 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 I can't, I can't. Is that part of the I'll put it on a tuxedo. What does it rhyme with? Talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) What do my vows rhyme with? I'm dying. (laughs) Um, Okay, (laughs) we're going to do some rapid, we're going to do some rapid fire poll questions. Okay, we're ready. Okay, is it better for your ex's significant other to be pretty cute or not so cute? I think about this all the time. I get alerted every time he has a new girlfriend and people will be like, should I tell you? And it makes me so happy when she is very cute. Mm -hmm. I feel proud. I feel happy for him. And I really feel happy for myself. Like there needs to be a complimentary babe on the other side. Same. I agree. I feel like it's, but it has to do with how over them you are. Like if you're over them, totally. And you are like then you want them to be with like this hot babe. If you're not over them, you want them to be with a troll. The mo- the <laughs> ugliest person in the world. 100%. Basically. That's, That's so great, accurate. Yeah. That's the variable right. for sure. Like if you were the I hate the word, but like if you got dumped, mm-hmm. you want their next girlfriend to be a fucking troll. And you want exactly. them to be unhappy. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> If someone responds to an email in a work setting and misspells your name, do you correct them or let it be? I think I let it be. I let it be. Yeah. I don't care. It's just like whatever. People call me Abby all the time. My last name's Abney. They like think that's my first name. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my God. You're such on an Abby. I had a friend in college, like we were really good friends and like nine months into our really great friendship, I was like, what's my name? He's like, Sarah. I'm like, no, it's not. Like people just, you know, like. (laughs) That's really funny. No one calls me my first name. Someone actually responded to this poll and they were like, okay, will you ask like, what do you do if somebody says your name wrong in a meeting? Do you then introduce yourself? As the wrong name. <laughs> yeah, it's actually great. And I was like, no, no bro. Yeah. Like, you don't change your own name for their no. comfortability. That's amazing. Wow. The que- like your polls are really epic. I can't. If you start a relationship long distance, is it normal that it takes longer to get to the best friend level? Hmm. Can't relate. Can't relate. But I assume so. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Or your timing's expedited, right? right? Because the timing that you're spending together mm. is not like, you're right. probably coming together for weekends and travel and then right, you're like definitely right. pooping in front of each other way oh, quite. Yeah, you had to right. bring it back. pooping faster. Yeah. I thought when you used the Do word you... dump, you were going to like go back to poop. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> PTSD from pooping. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you like when people use the video feature on dating apps? Well, I got catfished once. So I really liked when I would like FaceTime with people before I would go out with them after that experience. So Smart. I don't know if I ever used like the video. I don't know if I did it like on the app, but I liked, I don't know. You could also like, for me, I was going on like double headers some nights. It's like I really valued my time. And I would rather like see if there's any chemistry on the phone too, especially because we always talk about, I don't know how you feel about this, but a lot of times I'm like, if they have so much time to sit and think about their texts, like that's not like, I want to like, just like feel 
what it's like in real time and like get you on your toes. Are you witty? Are you funny? You know, so right, long right. answer long. I really liked FaceTiming or something like that, especially during like COVID yeah, time. I agree. I agree. But I don't like like a weird random video on no, their profile of them like not. skateboarding. Yeah. Oh, I see. You okay. have, didn't even answer the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have two best friends and they both have a significant others who you love and hang out with all the time. They invite you on a trip and really want you to go, but it would just be the five of you. Should you go? I would totally do that. Same. No question. Same. Same Z's. Okay. Sadly, that's all the polls today. Oh, Sad. What the fuck? Um, We're not... We don't I know. Be I'll try to come up with more for you, Thank you. later. <laughs> um, Ladies, can you leave us with a piece or a piece, a with a piece <laughs> of advice or a quote that has helped you throughout the years? My favorite quote and maybe potentially future tattoo is that Zen master says, we'll see. Mm. Mm, I like that a mantra that we live a lot by, even the name of our consulting firm is you do you. And I just, I believe in that always. It's like, figure out what works for you. Like, I know that obviously we do polls and you have all that, but like, you got to figure out what's good for you, what works for you. Yeah. And, no, it's true. And we, yeah, we love that, right? Why do I? Love that. Guys, where can everyone find you, follow you, and maybe slide into your DMs, even yeah. though you have boyfriends? Yeah, we would love, we yeah. love attention. Well, we would be absolutely thrilled if anyone would throw us a listen on Well Behaved Podcast. And that's also our Instagram handle too. So follow our episode. Our season three is coming out um, April 1st. And Lindsay and her fucking brilliance will be one of our first guests. Mm -hmm. So give us a listen. We would love it. Totes. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you. Love you, wifey. (laughs) Yeah, wifey. That was so fun. I love it. 